Hi, I'm Harriet Small. Welcome to Have You Got Five Minutes? PR comms and marketing podcast answering the things you'd normally have asked someone really quickly about at an event or while making a brew in the office. Hi, Harriet. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So this week we're talking about more than a hashtag. Last summer, Black Lives Matter and lots of people sharing black squares and the hashtag and then Stop Asian Hate, um, obviously because of the horrendous massacre in the States. So some research out just this week, and I'll share the link to the article around. The World Health Organization said, don't use things like Wuhan virus, Chinese virus, because it will cause racial tension and abuse towards Asian people. The, literally, this research highlights the fact that from Trump doing that in the States, the uprise in racially motivated, like appalling tweets were targeting sort of Chinese people. Our discussion really is about we need more than the hashtag, don't we? We need actual like action. In Sarah Waddington's book last year, Future Proofing, I wrote a chapter which I titled My Allies Never Posted Black Squares. And it's just basically saying if you're going to support someone or you're going to support the community, it has to be more than a gesture. It has to be more than hashtag um, stop Asian hate, hashtag black lives matter. You have to go beyond the hashtags. And I, I read a piece in Vice over the, the weekend and it was talking about the percentage increase in COVID-related crimes towards East and South Asian communities. You just hear some of the stories. In one of the cases, it was actually children. And you think this needs to be more of just something we put on social media and then the job's done. It needs to be real thinking through campaigns, targeted messaging really thinking about how does how do you change behavior how do you break down these stereotypes and how do we use our our work that we do in PR and it's not saying that every brand has to talk about it or every brand has to do something but at some point you've got to really think about how do you actually educate your community or your captive audience about some of these things I mean like on the weekends if you saw some of the hatred or even death threats that some of the rugby players were getting after some of the matches and you think to yourself we did a whole hashtag be kind I was watching the Caroline Flack documentary and I was just reading some of the stuff and I was thinking there's got to be more to this than just hashtag be kind at what point is there a shift yeah, and I think that whole online world of, of sharing something, people rush to do it, don't they? And they jump on and go, right, I've done that and that's great. And they don't necessarily think, well, what does that mean? Because I've read one article in Vogue saying, actually, the Stop Asian Hate, it's really helped lift its profile. People are talking about it. They're connecting to charities, what you can do. And you look at the Marcus Rashford campaign around feeding poor children and how they kind of had a change.org campaign. But there isn't a change.org campaign to stop, to be kind or to stop being racist. It's not as simple as that. So I think... Whilst I'm not of the view that people shouldn't totally be trying to support campaigns online, I think that is one aspect, that's one step. And if you want to promote the fact you're doing that, great. But it goes back to that whole thing on LinkedIn, doesn't it, around like that, oh, look what I'm doing, aren't I great? And I think after Black Lives Matter, I remember having a conversation like, what what do I personally then do? That is a challenge where people feel like they're being an ally by supporting it, but they don't necessarily think about what the work involves to actually challenge some of the issues going on but it comes down to also learning about some of these things you know there's a lot of people who who will say I'm not racist but and and you've got to think about the language you're using do you actually understand 
the problems that are in society? Do you understand why these things are happening? Do you understand the history, the systemic stuff? When you read a lot of the really researched and really well-written documentation, you start to understand the differences between communities. So, for example, um, the difference in, in the black community as immigrants, you know, we were always seen as sort of much more able to vocalise what we wanted, especially this generation. But with the South Asian community, they were always seen as or put in that sort of box as the good immigrant because they never, ever spoke up about some of the challenges that they had. When you really unpick those things, why have we not seen this community talk about racism all along? Then you start to realise, actually, have I not looked in the mirror? And it also comes down to the workplace. Even our industry, like PR, we're also aligned with the media. If you see the way the media reports certain things, for example, the shooting in Atlanta, if you saw some of the headlines, this person shot people, killed them, and then they're being labelled as they'd had a bad day. And I just thought, if if the the shoe was on the other foot, it wouldn't be labelled that way. It would be completely different. We're in an industry where we talk so much and we put up so much information I think almost sometimes we have to flip the switch and actually listen to our communities, listen to our consumers, listen to our audiences about what they need, about what they want, about what they're going through. This week for our five minutes, we could talk about salary expectations. Competitive is not a salary range. But yeah, when it comes to job specs, like having been both sides, applying for stuff on the flip side when you're recruiting, like what if you just put competitive, it's just an utter waste of time. There is a gender pay gap. There is ethnicity pay gap. And the only way we're going to close these pay gaps is if we start being really honest with people about what salaries are, what the progression is. When organisations put out jobs and then they just put competitive, in some organisations, what is a title of a manager or a senior manager? In another organisation, that's director level, head of role. And also job descriptions now, you can find a social media manager job description that is expecting you to do strategy and the tactical work and also some of the PR in the traditional sense. So how do you know what what the salary range is yeah it frustrates me I think if I see one more job that says entry level but with three years experience like graduate job market is really competitive and I think what you're seeing is you know massive youth unemployment and you're going to put jobs like that because you're just trying to get it's a race to the bottom who will be cheapest and I think unless you're being overtly clear about what you're prepared to pay and you can have a bracket if you're not clear about that it indicates you're going to try and get as much as you can for as little as possible and that makes you just look an awful employer. And I think also even up to is also another one that can be really confusing because even you could say up to a certain amount, but then in that, if someone's on a certain salary bracket, they may not even realise, oh, actually, I could actually go all the way up to that top level. But what do they need to go all the way up to that sort of top level? If you're new in the industry, you don't know what the salary scales are. You don't know what potentially you could be earning you don't know about bonuses you may not even realize how much negotiation room is there I think my biggest thing is is find out what the industry benchmarks are Glassdoor is really really good because you can go to the organization and see what other people have put in as their salary range but you can also benchmark across the industry and you can see okay for this kind of role 
the salary benchmark should be this that would be a helpful place to start I guess yeah and definitely the job descriptions I think different genders in particular will view a a job specs and I think that's where you should have like the the core skills you're looking for and additional things you know what's essential to the role and what would be nice to have because I think with marketing comms and PR it's a broad church there's lots of elements within that and often what you'll get with the job specs is someone who doesn't work in that area or, or someone who doesn't know and just kind of putting it all in and then suddenly you're like oh this person is you know when you find them let us know because they will be the messiah across all industries you've kind of put so much in there so I think yeah better job specs will lead to more um specificity over like salaries as well yeah and I think also some people just copy and paste job descriptions from organizations that they like and then just stick them in their organization you must be experienced in adobe and um, you must be able to do podcasting and you must be able to do all these things the best advice i was ever given once was to collect job descriptions so when i see a really good job description i bookmark it and then later on when i'm going for a similar role i can look at that job description not only to see the salary bracket but also to see what kind of skills that they want for a person at that level and that was really really helpful we use too much jargon and I remember writing a blog post for comms 2.0 about why we need to write better job descriptions because sometimes we we use different roles across the industry and sometimes it can get confusing I think things go around in cycles around like what's in I always kind of look at the (laughs) I guess ad agencies are kind of the worst for it but like you know head of office fun and like just crazy job titles if I could create myself a a quirky job title I'd probably say head of office gossip that'll be a nice one <laughs> thanks for joining us and everything we've mentioned will be in the show notes we're here to answer the questions you need answers to and talk about the PR communications and marketing topics you care about because we've got five minutes you can DM us or contact myself Harriet at comsoveracoffee.com and rebecca at threadandfable.com if you're enjoying the podcast please do rate review and subscribe so others can find us find us on twitter at rebecca7roberts and at harriet smallsey 